back you 390 millionaires you've made it you've survived uh or maybe in some of our cases uh you've been dead for a long long time we are in week nine everybody so exciting to be here um typically this is where i throw it to the uh to my co-host but we're uh we're a man short tonight uh for the first part we got a little bit of a different format coming at you um but uh my host joining me tonight mike how are you sorry just opened the bud light there uh, i'm good i'm good i didn't <laughs> win last week spoiler alert guest okay same wait till your turn um well yeah i thought i was like i was like for a second there i was like did i introduce the wrong host did i forget <laughs> which host was with me no you're opening a beer. Great, oh. great stuff. Yeah, yeah. So no, I'm good. I'm fantastic. Um, I can't complain. We're a little late to this recording, but we're good. I'm feeling good. It's Friday night. It's on and hopping. It, it, that is true. That is true. Uh, it, for those of you uh, keen-eared listeners, uh, you may uh, recognize the wispy tones uh, in that jovial laugh of suds suds how are you oh i'm swell uh excited to be uh back on the podcast and uh you know it's early but i'm already uh really loving the direction this week's episode is taking uh very professional so far yeah it sounds like you've been working on your your radio voice so we're all excited to hear that um Gertie is is not with us for this first half. I will not be with the uh, the rest of the crew for the the second half of today's podcast. We had a a scheduling conflict as well as a uh, legal proceeding that prevents Gertie from being within 500 yards of me. But we won't get into that as per the instructions of my lawyer. Um, we're gonna we're gonna move quick on this one. Um, but before we get into it, I've been told that you listeners are in for a treat. At the end of our podcast, we usually have our, our the highlight of the episode with the uh, the pigeon carrier section, where you fans can send in your uh, your questions. And we've gotten some absolute zingers, uh, some really tough questions, um, some fun questions. We've just been queried out the the hoo ha, uh, and it's been great. But we're here to let you know, the listeners that um, we've decided through our Patreon fundraising that we've been able to do um, that the listener who sends in the most questions this year will receive a gift, a, a gift of tremendous uh, status and price. Am I allowed to say what it is, gentlemen? You can't say what it is, but you can tell them it'll be in basket form. So not just a gift, but a gift basket. Thanks for throwing uh, throwing it to me um, because obviously I, I uh, am the ruling power in this, and uh, I, I think 
uh, Mike makes a good point and you can for now take whatever he says as gospel. Okay. So you know there's a basket involved. That's pretty cool. You can hold stuff in it like a cool prize, <laughs> um, which is what we're offering. So send in those questions, people. We are keeping track. Um, we won't tell you who's in the lead this week, but I don't know. The, this competition is already heating up. Speaking of competition, take that for segues, Gertie, you um, <laughs> We are going to go into the recap of uh, last week's matches. Uh, in my notes, it literally says some teams won, some teams lost. Six, actually. So just in case you were keeping count, you know that we are too. Our first uh, matchup from my uh, from my board set. It, it's showing me I got the win over the Dak. Um, I spoke to Nolan. He's heartbroken over this, um, and it puts our records at five and three each. We're both in the top half of the league, but uh, I certainly uh, asserted my dominance over my uh, uh, my my Alberta friend. Um, our next matchup is uh, it was the reverse. I call. It. I, I won't go that far, but uh, okay. if you speak to him in person, you can tell there, there's a body language thing to him that's like very depressing right now. Um, our next matchup is uh, Beats by DeAndre uh, loses to uh, these. So the reverse psychology bowl uh, went down right to the wire. It was actually like a pretty exciting game with the having the Monday night. Uh, Monday night game itself switched leads three different yes. times. Yeah. Um, but Gertie, Gertie managed to pull it off. Uh, I think even to his own surprise, if you asked him all week, um, or maybe um, his own voodoo. But it was uh, an exceptional game for two rather poor teams. So I, I'm glad we got some quality there. Um, well, I got some Mike, you, that matchup too. That's right. Yeah, there, there, was, there was that side bet between you and Jay. Um, and I, I still was confused as to the terms of terms of it, but you basically each chose a horse in the race, and um, your your horse won, Mike. Uh, how was that beer that Jay sent you? Because this is not the first time that he sent beer in a losing effort in a, in a bet. I just want to. I'm curious what his uh, his caliber of beer that he sends is. For any of you out there looking to make a bet, Jay does not let you down. The guy made a bet with me. Monday afternoon, early evening. I had beer on my table at 5 p.m. on Tuesday. It was incredible. And not only beer, good beer. The guy asked me what beer I liked. I told him I'm an IPA man. The more hoppy, the more bitter, the better. And I had a six-pack of IPAs from Orleans Brewing Company. Incredible. To answer your question, Pat, the beer was great. Jay, you're a man of your word. I appreciate it. I look forward to our next bet, and I can't wait to see your dance on Sunday. I don't know when the release date is. Are you doing a collaboration with Nolan? Who knows? But I'm excited for it. It's just another um, example. To... Another example of how Jay is is however things turn out. He's the people's favorite in our league. Um, you know, he's everybody has an enemy. Jay's the only one who's just everybody's friend. Absolutely. Agreed. He's not Agreed. the Joe it, Biden it, it, or the Donald Trump of our group. So he's the Michelle Obama? Yeah, exactly. Ooh, you know 
that's pretty uh, pretty esteemed company. Um, I think I think if uh, if we had any um, good editing that went, happened on this uh, this show, not not shots at you, Mike, but just if we had like uh, money put into our production, you mean um, somebody would put in. I do mean Jimmy. Sorry, what was I thinking? Um, we would put a, a, a clap applause for Jay. This is for yeah. you, Jay. Good work. Yeah. I'm clapping with my hands there. Um, thank you, uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker. Um, <laughs> our next matchup <laughs> is uh, Cooking in the Woods. He continues to roll, uh, putting up uh, high triple digits um, against lifeless fish. Um, it, it, it's just it, it's it's almost unstoppable at this point. Um, you wonder if it can continue when it it matters most. But it uh, Neville has like at the very least locked himself into the playoffs this season. So it's good for him. There were doubters. I mean, I was I was top on that list, taking him in my division. Um, I'm having questions now if I'm going to catch him. I still have cha- I still have time, but I need to uh, I need to close the gap here. Um, our next matchup was Flacaroni and Cheese versus Andre's team. Our guest Suds, what uh, what happened last week? You took the L against uh, my brother. Yeah, uh, a couple, two quick quick points on it. Um, yeah, your brother's team is is really rolling right now. I I, I like his team a lot. And uh, the other thing too with my team that uh, and we'll probably talk about this later. The re- big reason why I bid on Nick Mullins and did a trade was I'm very inconsistent right now. I I put up I put up top three four scores fifty percent of the weeks or more than fifty percent of the weeks, but when I lose I'm under a hundred and I want it I want to fix that. So I'm very inconsistent. I came up against one of the best teams in the league and had one of my bad weeks. I'm hoping that that goes away because my team is very solid. But yeah, um, more power to Mike. He's he's a threat. He's definitely a threat. Um, I like my team, but uh, right now, as things are going, I like his more, and uh, he deserved the win hundred percent. We'll get into we'll get into who, uh, who who's strong and who's not in the in the league and are uh, coming up here shortly. But that was a uh, that that was a great analysis um, about your your projected scoring. I have an interesting fact about my team, and I know I. I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm I've scored a hundred points in every match this week. Um, which is like super How many matches did you play this week? Uh it, this season, my apologies. Um and then our final match was uh Herple Cheese Durples uh getting the shit kicked out of him by uh the best better uh Jay. Um it, it was uh, Ryan Ryan's just come into some pretty brutal uh um pretty brutal injury injury problems but uh jay jay just took him to task this week and uh and managed to get the win um, i wonder i wonder too uh, i just want to interject here quickly to say um sure i uh, i wonder if maybe ryan's intern is maybe spreading himself a little thin by picking up some podcast work and uh maybe needs to get a little more focused on helping ryan rather than helping multiple mothers at once that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I one thing about that last statement, I'm not entirely sure what you mean by the mother's comment, uh, but that's a very fair uh, point. Um, J- Ryan's assistant and, and Ryan, Ryan, if you've ever worked for Ryan, you know that he is 
uh, he works his people hard, like real hard. So I can only imagine the pressure that his assistant is under. Um, but yeah, great point, Suds. Great point. Um, so uh, moving on to our next piece, uh, we as we enter week nine, I think I brought this up last week that the playoffs are, are just on the horizon here for us. Um, and there's certainly some teams that um, have jumped to the head of to, to the lead of the pack. And um, I'll name them right now because I'm, I'm not scared of my opinions and uh, I put a lot of work into uh, forming these. But I think the top four teams in the league right now are obviously cooking in the woods. Um, Flacaroni and cheese, like you said, Suds. Uh, your team, Suds, Andre's team, is, uh, um, uh, I think, quite good because uh, you are technically fourth right now. Is that true? Uh, oh, it's Jay's team. Yeah. What's what's our tie break? I'm sorry to expose it's points four. Points it's four. Points four. Yeah, and I'm I'm a little soft on that. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. So then I'm gonna bump you out of this uh, elite co- club, and I'm gonna put uh, everybody, the people's champ, uh, Jay, into uh, into the top four. Sorry, son, way to, ex- to way to expose that your rankings are just based on what Yahoo tells you. No. Yeah. Well, that's baby, baby, baby. Um, and then and then I'm including myself in the in the final four. Uh, I put myself um, in that because I have the second most points for in the league only back from Neville and I and I feel like I can I can catch him. So I'm very confident in my my own team. But nobody really cares who's who's leading the league in the regular season. What they want to know is if they can make playoffs. And I am going to tell you that I've chosen three teams that I'm eliminating from playoff contention. Mm-hmm. In week 9, Damn. putting putting my foot that's a saying, um, and uh, and and putting putting my name on these people's hopes, and I'm dashing them. Uh, so the three teams that I'm eliminating are uh, Herple Cheese Derple. Thanks for coming out. Better luck next year. Uh, Beats by DeAndre. I hope this is a lesson for you in understanding that you need running backs to to play in a fantasy team. Uh, and then to no surprise, Russian Chub Machine. Uh, which is how I affectionately call the team. Uh, Curtis, thank you for all the, the victories this season. Um, they've been much appreciated by everybody in the league. That being said, I think we need to have a discussion about Curtis uh, because myself Wait, and our guest... Sorry. Yep. Just looking at this right now. So you've eliminated three teams. That leaves nine. The six playoff spots. Yep. You yep. name four. So I'm gonna put you on the spot. Who are the other two wild card teams coming into the mix? Well, I mean, okay. I, I, I not to not to help you out too Shut much, Howell, but no, but I was just gonna I'm gonna say something that's very obvious to everybody, and um I I I'd like to hear my own voice, so you will shut up, sir. And uh I will say that <laughs> We He's we do exist in a teams from your division. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. We live in a league where the division winners make the playoffs, yeah. and you just eliminated two of my divisions. So uh, see ya all in December, bitches. Fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I don't think it's any surprise with the snafu uh, not five minutes ago where I accidentally put your team in the top four podium. But uh, yeah, I do think I do think that you are in the top tier of teams. Uh, and then the final team that I, I'll throw in there is the Dak Knight Rises. He was didn't perform last week, but I've seen him 
blast off into the stratosphere with his with his fantasy scores. So it's um, to me, those are the six strong teams. Uh, the rest of the table, I, I just it's close, but I don't I, I don't think um, that it'll it's enough to get you into the uh, into the dance. Yeah, and I think I, th- I think too with um with Doc Knight, I, I just want to point him out specifically in case I don't get a chance later on that his team talent wise is all there. Um, I'm very scared of his team that that being Nolan. Um, uh, and I hate complimenting Nolan, especially since we have a yearly bet. But he his if you look at the players on his team, it's frightening. And uh, I agree with you, Hallwell. He he definitely he's definitely on on my list of players making it in. Hundred hundred percent, yeah. Nolan Nolan made that trade last week too, which I think puts him into the top tier. He just uh, it just didn't happen for him last week. That's not to say um, that he's a bad team, but I think the big one on on that list that maybe Mike wants to talk about is that I didn't include him in the playoffs, which I think is uh, not a common theme for his fantasy history in three ninety. So, what do you have to say about that, Mike? You know, I've I've faced adversity before, Pat, and what I'll say is. We all know, you all probably think about it every day. I've never not made the semifinals in this league, so I'm not concerned at this point. You can put whoever you want in your power rankings. Um, but I look at my team top to bottom. I don't know. I'm I'm okay with it. I won't say I'm like, I think I'm a favorite, but my team has not performed to date. And I'm just, I'm hopeful they're going to perform going forward. And that's all. I don't know. Just my team should be better than they've been so far, and I won't sit here and tell you Nolan's team isn't better than mine. But I'm hopeful. Guys. Well, that's a that's a great that's a great stat, Mike, about your past. Uh, and and you're absolutely right because you have uh you have kind of not come back in a season, but um been in a similar situation to what you are now and ended up with a championship. And I will just say, if we're talking about history, um, in the 12 or 13 years that this league has existed, I have never been second placed in most championships. Um, so uh, another reason that I will also make playoffs. Mm. <laughs> but this I think- is good. I like, I like, I like this podcast because people uh, come in and just talk about how good their teams are. Me included. Like I, I just put myself in the top. <laughs> it's the only reason so you decided to do this podcast. We're, we're very comfortable. We're very comfortable <laughs> yeah, with how insecure we are. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great point, champ. Great point. Great point. Like, there's so many rings here. Like, what can anyone else come and tell us otherwise? That's it. Right? Like, Very true. Ton of I rings. Don't have a, Ton of rings. I don't have enough fingers for rings we have combined. So, that's not true. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was going to say, what, what accident have you been through recently? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, some carpentry humor. Um, let's uh, let's let let's change up the format tonight. We don't got Gertie um, until later, and then I'm gone. So I want to I want to get this Curtis point in. The next the next bullet uh, point on my screen is we're going to talk about Curtis's package. It's a different kind of package, uh, although uh, that photographic. Uh, Sure, you guys can talk off uh, off mic about that. Um, but I want to talk about I want to talk about Curtis uh, his his state in the league right now. He seems 
Um, I think all of us are enjoying the fact maybe that the new guy is, uh, is struggling so much. It's a bit of a feather in our caps as to say, yeah, our league is good and, and you better come, come correct. If you want to try and take the, uh, the 390 championship, which I, I, I love, I love the fact that, that Curtis is, is learning a little bit of a life lesson here, I guess. Um, but Curtis has been one of the more active players with negotiations and trades. And I think he may be leading the leading the league in trades this season. Um, so we're going to do we're going to jump into rumors on the street right now. I'm going to let Mike discuss the trade and we'll go from there and, and, and we'll we'll do a nice little point here. So, Mike, what happened this week with Curtis? Curtis trades Mike Evans to Patrick Suds. For Hollywood Brown and a Chevy Sonic. I forgot I wrote that. Great joke. Derek Carr. <laughs> oh my gosh. By the way, if anyone's looking to buy a car, I've got a Chevrolet Sonic for sale. Don't you know if you saw last week? So a uh, little bit of an ad spot there. Um, uh... <laughs> but so Derek Carr, last name Carr. I'm selling a car. I don't know how far I need to bring you along here, but Chevy. I, I, I think I, w- I will. I'll just. I'm just going to draw attention to the fact that um, if your podcast listenership is, you know, max twelve people, then I don't think there's such thing as an inside joke anymore. We're all fully oh. aware that you're selling a car. Oh, okay, great. As I, as was I this week. Um. So, anyways. Suds, you pulled the trade. I I let you know I thought it was a good trade for you. Um, you gave up the Chevy Sonic along with Hollywood. And you got Mike Evans, who's the best player in the deal, which, as we said before on this podcast, is what you want in a deal. But I do think also, I will say, Curtis did upgrade um, with the Chevy Sonic at quarterback this week. Although I question the affinity with trying to fill bye weeks by trading away your best wide receiver. That's my only problem with this deal. But Suds, I'll flip it to you. How did the negotiation go with Curtis, and how did this come to fruition besides you taking my potential deal with Curtis and snaking it from me? Uh, well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the snaking uh, the deal from you uh, part uh, on the floor just because I... I... I'm now a winner and you're still a 500. Um, but uh, what I will say is that uh, where we're going with this segment, uh, dealing with Curtis was comparable to anything you do with Jay. Um, so I, so it, as I'm sure everybody knows, but I'll reiterate that I, I spent all of my fab budget on Nick Mullins this week. Um, and uh the only reason I did that because Derek Carr was my number three quarterback was for the sake of a trade. Um, I like my team a lot, but I keep having these weeks of 90, 95, 99 points. And so I wanted to upgrade the wide receiver position. Um, and so I just looked for teams with uh, need a quarterback. Jay, Jay actually reached out to me and then we talked a little bit all week. Um, very amicable conversations, but it, it, to be honest, I was asking for a little bit much. Um, and it just wasn't a great fit. Uh, went to Curtis um, and um, considered Stefan Diggs, but went with Mike Evans because, as Mike said, he gave me accidental insider information. 
the thing that Curtis negotiated really well. So I, I started out with Derek Carr and John Brown. Um, and he said no because of the um, him already having Stephon Diggs. Um, and then I bumped it up to... Uh, did I, I think I bumped it up to... I can't remember who I bumped it up to, but there was there was another reason that he said no, and then I bumped it again to DJ Shark, um, and uh, I actually talked to Mike a little bit during these negotiations, though he didn't know who I was talking with, and um, him and I kind of agreed that we really liked Hollywood Brown's potential for the rest of the season, but Curtis just kind of just kept uh, calling me out and just being like, yeah, uh, um, not enough, not enough, not enough. So I ended up having to give up Hollywood Brown. He has he has been inconsistent. Um, but he is, he is a starter, uh, um, for Curtis. And, uh, and the thing is too, and we talk about a bi-week fill-in, but, uh, Cam Newton, who knows what's going to be happening with Cam Newton within the next week to few weeks. And if, um, Curtis wants to kind of, as Hallwell says, he's, he's got a lot of potential. Um, and, uh, if he wants to kind of have a chance in consolation, I think Derek Carr is someone who can do that, whether it be because because that team is better than expected. Even if they're losing, Derek Carr is really good in garbage time because there's talent there. Um, I I was very impressed by Curtis. You know, I, I the, the deals he's made earlier in the year, don't know how those happened. You can understand a guy who's losing, just trying to do anything that's possible. But this week, I mucho respect for Curtis. Um, negotiated well, very pleasant. Uh, I think I think I. I would say as a biased observer, I won the trade because I got a starter and got rid of two bench players, but I was in a position to do that. And Curtis, I think improved at quarterback and didn't, didn't lose too much at wide receiver, I would say. So I think, I think he did a good job. I I really, um, it was fun. It was fun. It was, I don't like trading as you all know. Um, but with, with Curtis, it was, it was nice. It was, uh, I got to give some props to the guy. So I'll ju- I'll jump in here too and say um, that I've had my experiences of, of negotiating with uh, with Curtis. Uh, I harken back to the uh, the Tyreek Hill uh, trade, which uh, I was a part of right until the eleventh hour, until he was swiped from uh, from my grasp because of uh, my co-host, which is totally fine. Um, but a little bit of breaking news here that I actually had a uh, a trade confirmed with Curtis this week. Uh, and through no fault of his own, I was the one that pulled the plug on it. Um, but during I, and and I've confirmed with Curtis. I asked him. I was like, "Can I can I tell the uh, the can I tell the podcast what the deal was?" And he said, "Yeah." So here it was. I I offered Todd Gurley and Jared Goff for Nick Chubb and T Higgins. And some people may say that that's quite a lot. Um, I would agree. I was I was paying a premium for the Chub, yeah. uh, the Russian uh, Russian Chub machine, uh, but I was in a good position. I, I my buys were over. Kyler Murray and Justin Herbert um, were both ready to rock the rest of the way, and um, I thought I needed an upgrade. Um, I thought an upgrade at running back would just put my team like over the top. Um, the reason I pulled the plug on that trade is because there was another member in this league with who I was negotiating another blockbuster with. And I, I didn't get permission from them to speak about it. Um, but this person will know, um, and they can, they can speak to me privately. 
but the trade that I was going to do, if I if I completed the trade with them that they uh, they offered me one night, and then they gave me the the next day to think about it, and when I came back and confirmed, they said I was tired when I offered that. I I don't want to do that deal, which is totally within their right. I'm not not bitter about that, but it was just. It was two blockbuster trades that I was going to pull off in one day. And I I was like, I was like, this is exactly why I get up in the morning. This is so fucking fun. But back to the Curtis point. So Curtis, I had to convince that the trade that he would do with me was better for his team. And he brought up some interesting points about not wanting to be the guy that everybody just sort of runs over. And when I when I was listening to him, he just sounded like a man who's like, this may sound so strange, but like playing with house money. This guy has not has nothing to lose because all he's done in this league is lose so far. So some of you may think that that's like, yeah, like that sucks. He's he's a bad fantasy player. I would argue I would argue the opposite. This guy has like nothing to lose the rest of the way. And I think everybody's expectation is that he's going to finish 12th this season. This guy, the way that he negotiated with me, the way that he negotiated with Suds as well, as it sounds like, is going for the kill. And this guy, if he doesn't finish 12th, if he finishes 11th, 10th, 9th, whatever whatever is in the, the realm of possibility for him when, when it comes to the toilet bowl, um, that's a victory for him. That's a season. That's a successful season for him. And uh, the guy still has fire. So d- from from my perspective, the record that he has, the way that he's approaching fan at 390, I got like nothing but respect for him. And I think I think the rest of the league needs to watch out because this guy is like he's got teeth and he's ready to bite. Yeah, it's a, a, such a good point. And um, and we don't want to we don't want to overplay this to sound like uh we're patronizing the guy he's shit right now he's awful but the thing is he will admit that i think he'll admit yeah. that. Like, <laughs> yeah the thing the thing is we've had players we've had uh, most recently when patty mack came into the league he was absolutely awful and um thinking back to the years of chris and guys that we can't even remember um until we look at the history of the league that that it's it's a tough league to come into and what I think you're pointing out, Hallwell, and what I kind of feel about Curtis is that he is absolutely awful right now, but he is he's involved, and that's so key in this league because oh, yeah. pe- because you know I just mentioned Patty Mac and Chris, and I was thinking about I can't even remember the guy's name. Uh, we had him for one year, and he was awful, and he didn't chat or whatever like that. And those those guys aren't in the league anymore, and and not nothing against you know Patty Mac is still in fantasy and everything like that. But Curtis, Curtis has earned a spot. He's, he's competitive. Uh, he's, he's knowledgeable. He's just, he came across a bad team and he's, as you say, you know, he gets one or two wins, doesn't finish last. Um, yeah. Total respect. Looking forward to next year, Curtis. Yeah. I think I, I, I said you beat me to it, but it's like, I don't think there's any way we're dropping Curtis from this league. Yeah. Um he's he's been awesome. As as tough as his season has been. And it, it it has it some of it has been self-inflicted for sure, but some of it has been just bad luck. I Curtis is in and, and I and I don't think there I'm to a man in this league. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Yeah. Um So now we're going to talk about the uh, the game of the week. Um I it, 
we just gave uh, a little bit of a breakdown of the going ons of last week. Uh, we've had a um, we've had a focus on a certain player, uh, and that certain player does get the uh, the game of the week this week. But it's a uh, it's a quick analysis, uh, and it's not as uh, <laughs> glowing as uh, my previous uh, analysis of this player. But uh, the game of the week this week is called one man's trash and i've basically just got this to say curtis and suds face off to see who won their trade uh the match sucks uh <laughs> objectively but the narrative is hilarious uh i think it's so funny that these players traded with each other the week that they play um i think we can save the analysis with curtis's record so far i got suds winning and with that we're going to go break down the uh the matches this week um our first matchup is uh is token versus Flacco uh across the board. Everybody took Flacco this week. Uh Suds, why is Flacco getting it over uh Pelt this week? Uh well I, I, I kind of touched on it at um the beginning uh with my matchup last week with Flacco. He's he's on a roll and he just um you know, when I look at his roster, the it's it's not consistent through the board, but it's been getting it done. God. And, and Mike, you know, I, I agree with your earlier comments about your team being better than they've been performing. And it's just not, it's just not your week right now. Like coming up against Flacco, Flacco has to lose before uh, we have any sort of doubt with him because he's, he's on a roll. He's got, he's got top players and uh, projections show it. Um, it's just tough when you come up against him that, you know, in, in my matchup with him, sorry, I'm going one way too long about just this one matchup, but my matchup with him, there, it was a law. It was quite a few hours on Sunday that I was sure that I was going to be the winner and his team is just powerful enough to come back later on. So yeah, that's why I go Flacco, Mike, nothing against your team. Just you're coming up against a bit of a juggernaut right now. I picked Flacco to win too. So, I mean, I'm good with that. So I'm at peace. I'm not Writing's biased on the wall. like Gertie. So just say it. I, I have my professional opinions. I'm here to state the facts and give you guys stark analysis of this league. I'm not going to sit here and reverse psychology all day. That sounded like uh, that sounded like uh, Richard Nixon's famous, I am not a crook. <laughs> I'm not a crook. I'm not a crook. Um, yeah, well, Mike, we only have room for one reverse psychologist in this league, so thank you for <laughs> respecting the title. Uh, Mike, I will throw it to you, though. It seems it, it, it seems everything that I said at the beginning, that there are certain teams that are pulling ahead. Uh, our, our second matchup is Cooking in the Woods versus Beats by DeAndre, and once again, across the board, Cooking in the Woods. That's the choice. Why... Does Beats by DeAndre not have a chance this week against Cooking in the Woods? I mean, do I really need to even go into this? But I will to humor you. Um, Beats has Patrick Mahomes. That's about it. He doesn't have any other quarterback. <laughs> That's a great point. I know. I know. I'm not a host, but can I just throw a hot take on that? That on that little that little mm. bit. That was a real hot take. <laughs> Good stuff, everybody. Good stuff. So, Andre has 
one, sorry, he has one other player than Patty Mahomes to projected to score over 10 points, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. So, I mean, yeah, like Latavius Murray is starting in the second quarterback slot. Matt Stafford has COVID. Some asshole picked up Chase Daniel. Granted, 10 minutes after Andre posted about it in the league, so he probably should have picked him up first, but... Yeah, I did it. I picked up Chase Daniel for no reason, so trade me, Andre. <laughs> oh my gosh. The, Actually, the Sonic. Yeah, the, the Chevy Sorry, Sonic. Ahead. The Chevy Sonic. The Chevy Sonic, not the only thing being uh, sold on, on this week's podcast. I put Chase Daniel in my second quarterback spot over Tua just to try to sell him to Andre. It didn't work. Andre... Did not mention anything about me having Chase Daniel. I had dinner with him last night, and he did not say shit about wanting to trade for Chase Daniel. <laughs> so, so that I, was, like, uh, interesting. I looked at my lineup today, and I knew we were doing our predictions tonight, and I was like, shit, I have to live by my own rule. Last week, I said people don't have their lineup set. People are going to look at my lineups and be like, you have Chase Daniel in it? And I removed him right away. I was like, if anyone has any hope of picking me, i got to take him out of there. But, yeah, <laughs> true, true, true. So, um, our next matchup is. Uh, thank you. I appreciate your permission. Um, our, our next matchup is uh, Pat Nightman, uh, yours truly versus Herple Cheese Derple. Uh, yeah, it's a sweep for me. I'm rolling right now. Suds, why am I rolling? You know what? All it comes down to is your points for. Um, you know, you you are in those top teams. Your record is 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 good, despite the fact that you've lost games, scoring the second highest uh, point total. I think I'm right in saying that. But oh yeah, you, yeah, you're yeah either time. either yeah yeah either way, your 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 point total is incredible. Um, you got a solid team, and it doesn't matter whether Ryan is the worst team, or se- sorry, second worst team in the league, or eighth worst team in the league. You're winning this match just because of the role you're on. Um, that's all. That's all it is. Your point total is incredible. So uh, I, I don't even have to uh, analyze. You got it. Thank you. <laughs> What's that? Wait! Oh my gosh! What is that? What is that noise we hear? Oh my god! The, the pigeon brought me to the podcast. Where am I? Incredible! Incredible oh. stuff, everybody. We didn't Seamless. Think this was gonna happen. We did not expect uh myself to speak face to face with gertie things happened Um, i'm assuming people had terrible times hanging out with you and they left early which freed you up to come and join the podcast gertie how are you i'm okay i'm better than making up that i have a birthday party to go to so I, it wasn't a birthday party. It was just like a regular thing. Uh, I was making fun of the fact that you're uh, spitting in the face of COVID recommendations, which are intended to limit social gatherings. But you're just like, fuck it. I won't get it. If I die, I die like Kirk Cousins. And I didn't that. know that Zoom trivia was person to person, loud breathing on one another. But uh, I guess uh, birthday parties, once again, they fuck with your brain. What can we say? Mm. Nice. Also, nice. also, are we not going to pick up on the fact that Hall just did an incredibly 
No, 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 no. If I die, I die. That's uh, I'm if I Drago. die, I die. It's stuffy in here. Oh, my if God, I die, awful. I die. Oh, my no, God, that wasn't. No, 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 no. Oh. See, you're glad the pigeon brought me in here. Jesus, this is what I joined for. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, See, so now we're making connections here that I'm not super stoked about. Gertie, that impression was not and it wasn't meant as like a shot at you. I'm just going on the record to say that. <laughs> Whatever you say, Pat Maitland. Whatever you say. Oh, man. Right, Gertie, tell us. In. Gertie, tell us why you're going to win this week. Three, uh, the all the hosts of the podcast have chosen you to win against Lifeless Fish. Why is that the case? Well... I believe that I will beat the lifeless fish, uh, predominantly because I have the stronger wide receivers. As we know, the strategy of starting two wide receivers in the same team really works out for uh, that team. And I also believe that um, Zach Pascal will probably get a lot of targets because Baltimore should be winning. So that should, I believe that there'll be some backup uh, plays there. And also his defense, he for some reason started San Francisco who has zero points for the lifeless fish. So much mm. like his name, his defense was also lifeless. Very much so. Yeah, it was a, it was a bold move to start um, the 49ers uh, against the Green Bay Packers coming off the bye. I think coming off the bye, right? No. No, they played no, last. No. It, it was seemingly a bye because they played the Vikings, but alas, it was it, not. It wasn't. That's right. They got trounced. But uh, um, it was just it was strange. I don't know if that's like the best – fantasy move but uh here we are you've got a you've got an advantage i think that is reflected in the picks we'll go to our last match um dak versus mike Kant. um myself gertie and guest have taken dak to win pelt you're by yourself you're thinking uh mike Kant is going to take the victory sell us on why that's going to be the case i think mike Kant's going to win this because he's probably going to make a bet with nolan and Jay is 0 for 2 on bets this year, and I think he's due for a win on a bet. Other than that, I would like to point out that both of these people did not fill in their rosters last last week on this podcast. I picked them both to lose. They have both filled their rosters in this week. So congratulations. You guys have listened to me last week, and I have I can make some analysis on your teams. But besides that, I didn't do any analysis besides saying that Jay's going to win because he's going to bet with Nolan, and he's due to win a bet. Has That's a good enough reason as yet? any. Yeah. Sorry? Have they betted yet? Uh, has the bet come in? Well, no. I, I mean, I haven't heard about the bet, but I'm just only, I'm assuming they like to bet Jay and Nolan. So, wow. I, I also, also in the case of, uh, the case of self-fulfilling prophecies, this podcast will go out and suddenly they'll make a bet, which confirms Mike. Exactly. 100%. That's it. And, but and I will, Jay I, will be reeling. I, I think what will also I, happen is Nolan will get very jealous after seeing Jay's dance moves from his loss to Mike. That's right. Thus making him want to prove that he is the best, worst dancer in this entire league. Kicking off the next series of bets that will lead to one more dance and more eyes bleeding. But I will call out Nolan. <laughs> I have... <laughs> I'll call out Nolan for putting his quarterback flex on the Thursday night game. Um, PSA, start your flex players who are playing in the the early games in your roster spots. So put him at quarterback 
if Tom Brady tears his ACL in practice and you don't have another quarterback on the bench, you could at least fill that spot. So I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, Nolan, but don't play your super flex on Thursday night. Put them in your quarterback slot because you're going to play. Mike, save it for the Patreon. Oh, true. (laughs) Yeah, that's top top shelf advice there, Mike. That's good. Um, Gentlemen, this is uh, this is where your faithful host uh, bids you adieu. Um, I have to tap out, but we managed to do it. We get we got through what we needed to, um, and now we have uh, uh, Gertie to potentially take my place. I don't know what the dynamics going to be. So, oh no, I got anything it. else. Suds has it perfect. Our guests <laughs> will come in and host. That's incredible stuff, everybody. Uh, we only get the best. Um, unless you guys have anything else you want to say to me, I'm going to sign off here. Okay. God bless. Have fun with your right hand. I mean, your birthday party. Actually, right. You know what? Don't drink and drive. I love you so much. It hurts sometimes. <laughs> Great. Loud noises. Great advice, everybody. Thank you. See you later, champs. We... Well, bye. Bye, Hollow? Yeah, I guess he's oh, he, gone. He left. He's gone. Gertie, thanks for joining us. And I'm weirdly timed. So you showed up and Hallwell left. Um uh, not sure What's what that beef? says. Yeah. Not sure what that says about his relationship with you. Um but here we are. So we've got to deal with what we gotta deal. I do wanna scale it back a bit. Hallwell did bring up at the start of the show and I wanted to get your opinion on it. He's called out the four teams that are leading the pack, three teams that won't make the playoffs. So he's said Purple, Beats, and Russian Chub Machine will not make the playoffs. I don't think that's breaking news. But his top four, who he's kind of like all in on, are Cooking, The Nightman, which is himself. Um, yeah, sickening, right? Mike Kant and Flacco, his brother. So, yeah, no bias happening here in this ranking. But those are like the top four teams in the league. What do you think about Hallwell's assessment of who he's got locked in? I don't know even where to begin. Um, I, I'm glad he left because I, I think when I hear these things, the only thing I can think about is like our, our, our movie theme of the week is super bad. Um, and in this circumstance, Hallwell reminds me so much of Seth, where he's kind of turned into a douche. And thinks he's better than everyone. So he obviously names his own team and his like inner circle that he's trying to be cool with. And he wants to get drinks with and like, like impress the girl. Um, but fucking Seth, like that's, that's Hallwell now. Understand it. Don't know what's happened to him, but, uh, that's what I get. And the other thing I'm very certain of is that Neville's fucking McLovin. That, that's the one thing I'm certain <laughs> of. Like, Neville is the guy who's like not part of the main trio, but kind of like on the side. He goes off, does his own adventure, does very well in some circumstances. But when it comes to this final moment, he finishes early. Mm. And that to me is Neville's season in a nutshell. I mean, you know, Cookin's top dog right now. We also know Cookin's going to finish early when the moments when lights are shining the brightest. He's going to think he's in. And then he's going to be out. And he might weep. And wow. that's what I know. The other person I'm very certain of is Andre is 100% Francis. And his team in this circumstance is when he's hitting with his car and begging for them to actually do well. So 
<laughs> Wait, so he's the guy in the the parking lot who hits Seth? Yep, yeah, 100%. Um, except in <laughs> that case, um, it, it's not Hallwell, uh, it's his own team. And and for people, uh, Francis is uh, the Charles. guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Joe, Joe Latrulio or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's amazing. That's so good. It's also really funny because Andre kind of looks like Andy Samberg. But <laughs> so you're giving him the <laughs> ugly partner, yeah, giving him the guy who wants to be his friend. So it's like Andre's conscious, basically. That's his, that's it. So who is? Um... Um, that's my assessment of what I've missed. I don't know if there's any other characters from Superbad that you find are attuned to others in the league, um, but that's just my assessment of Seth and McLevin and Francis. <laughs> I'm I'm enjoying the dynamics of the split podcast. Uh, both both uh, halves have been great, but very different. Very different. Uh, by different, you mean when I came on, it got better. So I appreciate that. I'm just what about ones. what about Evan? <laughs> sure, yeah. who's, who's Evan? I, I struggle with that, right? Because like, you know, I think it, it's in this dynamic, right? Who is the who is the Evan to the Seth? Like, who is like Evan's mm-hmm. trying to go on his own path and separate himself from Seth? Um, I would, I would uh, maybe, I would maybe say, Evan. It's hard to like. So if we're talking literally, like Howell and I grew up together and we knew each other since kids. But I don't think I'm an Evan. Uh, I don't think you can correct. Evan. Yeah, but uh, so you I have might way more actually, confidence in that. I might actually go with Nolan. The fact that Howell brought Nolan into our lives yeah. and is now slowly separating himself from Nolan, even though Nolan continues to be part of our lives. Yeah, right. That's fair. Okay. Right, and I think like given how many podcasts we do together, Mike, I feel like right now we're Michaels and Slater. Uh, all we do is spend time with each other and know our deepest secrets. I was going to say, given. Yeah, we speak I... publicly together at least forty-five <laughs> times a week. You're also, you're also like, I, I agree with that hundred percent. You guys are both um, pretty professional, responsible guys who bring out the child in each other, and that's, that's right. exactly that's what so those guys absolutely. do in the movie. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel good about where this landed. So. I'm going to throw it at you guys. Who's Jay? Who's Jay in Superbad? We've talked about Jay on this podcast. He's a great guy. Pays his bets. But where's his role here? Uh, Maybe well, like... That's good what about the liquor store cashier? Just doing doing his or her job. Calls the police. Doesn't have time for the police's bullshit. Like Gertie and Mike would rock up to Jay. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Here's yeah. my question: Who who's Mark? So I think that that's an important. Do you remember Mark? Excuse me. Bad? Yeah, interesting. Um, oh, Mark's yeah, kind of like uh, the villain, like the douchebag. Yeah. And yeah, the, and the guy who like he, he's a villain, but he's like a very weak villain. Villain, exactly. He's like the he's like the second villain in a Bond movie, the one you don't really care about, but just keeps getting in the way. A hundred percent. Um, so, uh, oh, that's tough. Uh, I feel like maybe it's probably like our... fish, like, like, yeah, like, yeah, like that's like... good. Yeah. The villain, but ineffectual. Yeah. Yeah. I also a... have come up to the conclusion that, um, Curtis is actually Jules in that, like very innocent, always does right. Tries to do the best, but like a taken advantage of in trades. Um, and tries to keep the difference, like, tries to stay away from Seth. It tries to stay away from 
but Seth keeps coming <laughs> closer and closer. And, so and good. That parallel. He just moved to Alberta. <laughs> he just moved to yeah. Alberta. That's like, so Tristan, true. Tristan That's amazing. That's amazing. It also it also fits very well with um, uh, Gertie. You'll uh, you'll not have heard what we talked about, but we we were quite yeah. complimentary of Curtis um, earlier on, and that kind of fits that you you actually made a very good comparison, but also who doesn't love Emma Stone and Superbad? So that, that that works very well. Um, what about so? What about Greg, the soccer player? If you remember when Seth went on the soccer field and interrupted the soccer game, I feel like that guy has to fit in our league somewhere. Is that like a Ryan, where like Hallwell would just like randomly show up on the soccer field? Ah, uh, oh, what what about Andre? Ooh. We have Andre. Andre, uh, that that works. I guess Andre can be two characters. He can be the guy who hits his own team with his car, and the guy on the soccer field being like, "Fuck yeah!" You, like Greg. it's 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 like we're talking about the stage production of Superbad, where some actors play multiple characters, 100%. and Andre is both of those characters. Yeah, sorry, I forgot. I'd forgotten about. He he is very much the the driver, but maybe and and the other another person we already tagged, but a little bit of Nolan as well in Greg the soccer player. I think. Yeah. 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 Dave Franco too. I mean, big fan of Dave Franco. Um, I guess the last person we could really talk about is is Becca. Um, which honestly, like, given that I could see Andre punching a boob, like, I want to say Andre could also have some Evan in him. Um, but <laughs> then I think about it, like, who gets punched and gets hit the most in this league? And yeah. <sighs> I mean, there's so many people that could be so many characters. Yeah, it's yeah. Like if you're if you're talking that specific, like who gets punched the most this year? It's Curtis, but generally yeah. it's Neville. But Neville's right. really come yeah. back from that. Neville, um, Neville's right. McLovin. So yeah, can't move off that. Yeah, yeah. And so what what I would say, um, since I'm the guest here, is that the one comparison I would make with Becca is to myself in that I am mm. a sloppy drunk. Okay. That is like the perfect transition to the waiver wire because there was some sloppy fab budget getting thrown around this week. Jesus, um, you're so good at the segues. I know, I know. That's why that was incredible. Um, <sighs> that's why I'm an asset to all podcasts I'm on, and but luckily I'm the host of both, so I have to tell myself that. Uh, so we've had some. So this was an interesting waiver wire. There was the big fish, uh, which we have our guest on, picked up Nick Mullins. <laughs> Um, for a whopping 69 bucks. Um, nice. I picked up Matt Breda for $8. He subsequently also got injured, so great move by me. Um, I also picked up Dexter Williams, who did not start for $4, so also moved by me. Um, the Russian Chad Machine picked up Luton for $4. Uh, you know, I guess. But he improved great. that. He improved that. He did. I mean, picking up a player with an L is very kind of in brand with everything he's done this year which is take the l so uh makes sense um <laughs> what else we got the token picked up the washington defense for three bucks dropping the mim machine uh dkr got wilkins a lot of defense is getting picked up so people are really listening to that segment yeah um true fact pat nightman picked up alshon jeffrey again who would have fucking guessed that oh, um Andre picked up the Indianapolis defense. Uh, once again, he did not spend any fab buddy. Um, I subsequently dropped Dexter Williams, which I spent money on, to pick up Tyler Irvin, which I spent zero money on. Um, so I am just a hot mess with fab dollars. Wow. So 
Suds, 69 bucks. He got a starting quarterback with uh, Jimmy G on the IR. How do you feel about your pickup? Uh, uh, good, good. Um, and it's, I, I mean, it's obvious to everybody, but it wasn't, I wasn't picking up a player who I needed. I was picking up a player because uh, you could. I, I could, and uh, the trade deadline's approaching, and I needed, I needed to add something to my team because I'm, yeah. there's, there is a top tier of teams, and either I'm at the very bottom of that top tier, or I'm at the top of the next tier. And uh, which, according to Hallwell, you're at the top of the next tier because he just kicked yeah, you right yeah. out of there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and I've known that guy for a really long time, and um, he's, uh, he's he's not very smart, guys. I'm sorry to say it, but he's just he's not intelligent. So I don't know what to think about that analysis. But anyway, um, I'll take it as it is. And uh, but yeah, so with the the Nick Mullins was a hundred percent for trading. Um, you you guys picked a, a good week to have me on as a guest. Um, <laughs> hashtag any week, lol. But uh, I did I, I pulled off uh, the biggest trade of the week and also the biggest waiver pick, and they're kind of related to each other. And all I wanted to do was improve my team somehow. Um, Nick Mullins will fill in my one remaining quarterback bye week. And I needed to trade Derek Carr to get a wide receiver one or two uh, on my team, which I did. So uh, the $69, I I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how much I wanted to spend. I was guessing that the next highest bid would be around 45. I think I was off by 10. I think it was 35 was the next highest. Um, But honestly, I'm a big sports fan. I'm a big fantasy fan. And I bid 69 because of the number 69. And I felt that if I didn't bid 69, that if there's any sort of existence of karma, that it would be against me for not doing what I could have done in using the number 69 to my advantage. Um, So I was thinking around mid-50s, but I did 69 to make sure I got him. And I'm happy. You know what? The way I look at it is spending $69 to, in the end, end up with Mike Evans, which I would do over and over and over again. Uh, my team got better this week for that that budget. So you guys might disagree, but you're wrong. No, I actually think I agree. I think you had the money, you, you spent it, and you got the player you wanted, and then you subsequently made another move to, to bolster your roster, and I think you won. I think, uh, you know, you got the best player on the wire, and and that's huge. I, I think some other big moves on the wire. Um, Chubb getting getting Luton, uh, obviously trying to supplement that QB room, um, which he ended up doing anyways. And Wilkins could be a solid add for for DKR this week if he if he does as well as he did last week against those parties. Um, personally, you know, I think when I got news that Miles Gaskin was going down, I had to bid on Breda. Uh, I'm fortunate that he hurt his hamstring right afterwards. So, boo yeah, that's just me. bad luck, though. That's that's, that's what just, that's what happens. That's why we love yeah. fantasy. Yep, it's just poor luck, and and that's okay because you know you, you still got to find a way to win. Um, Mike, when you picked up the Washington defense, you know what what, what was the feeling going through your your body? Like, was it just pure elation? Oh my god, guys! I usually wake up. I woke up on Wednesday morning. Damn. Flipped on my phone. Wow. And <laughs> yeah. A lot of sensors. Wow. Um, but Seriously. Elation. 
for three dollars the value let me tell you if you could get a chevy sonic for four thousand dollars that's like getting <laughs> the philadelphia defense for three dollars so i was that was, that I is... was over the moon it's crazy to me that you are more excited about getting the Philadelphia defense when he picked up the Washington And so that's how I know you were that excited that your maybe your yeah. brain's all all foggy. Yeah. <laughs> well oh, wait, I was looking uh, at <laughs> But I will tell you the Philadelphia defense came through for me, so uh I was not wrong. I guess not, I guess you know twenty points. You gotta, you gotta... Yeah, that's that's great. Um, my, my... I, I, you know what? Good for you, man. Honestly, proud of you. And uh, I think that's that's great news for. Um, and I'm. sir <laughs> i really want to know what i missed um i guess we should kind of discuss uh that pat once again dropped scotty miller and picked up alshon jeffrey how many times is pat going to drop or pick up scotty miller and how many times yeah. is that other player going to be alshon jeffrey yeah <laughs> i don't know a lot it's at this point at this point it almost seems like um i don't know it, it's it's like uh he's either it it doesn't matter what happens now. It's either going to be week 16. Well, let's be honest. He'll make the playoffs, but not week 16. Um, so week 14, make or break, he's got to choose between Scotty Miller and Alshon Jeffrey, and he's going to pick the wrong one. It'll be, yeah, it'll be finally, finally the week where one of them uh, lives up to what their potential is, even though they're, they're, that'll be the only week that it happens. And Scotty Miller will put up 28, and he'll be on the bench or Alshon Jeffrey will put up 28 and be on the bench while the other one puts up one or two. Um, and that's that's what he's setting himself up for. The more he does this, the more he's setting himself up for failure. Yeah, I think it's... I think if we if we even call it back... This is the definition of Seth, like, literally stealing the booze and then running and then getting hit by the car. <laughs> and that car is obviously driven by the two police officers being me and Mike. Um, and that's, that's what it's reminiscent to me of is that he's going to run. He's going to think he's got it. He's going to get hit and he's going to drop the alcohol and the, the one bottle he is able to pick up is, is going to be the wrong player. Yeah. I think we just analyze the waiver wire to a T gentlemen. I, I don't know what else we could possibly talk about in the waiver wire segment other than, um, what we mention every other week and is that Andre once again forgot he had the ability to use it. Yeah. Well, he didn't subscribe to the Patreon yet. Um, but let's jump back to the trade. We already talked about it. But guys, this doesn't involve this league. This involves the Homestead Farm League of this league. I'm about to click accept on an offer I have on my phone. And I just want to do it live with you right now. I'm doing it. It's a bit of an overpayment. I just clicked accept and I'm about to click trade. I'm acquiring Christian McCaffrey from Neville in 390 Homestead. Oh, dang. I get McCaffrey and Devonta Parker for Deshaun Watson, Cooper, and Jonathan Taylor. 
I'm one in Sean Watson. Who, who are your other quarterbacks? Roethlisberger and Herbert, who are both done their buys. Okay, well that that helps, I guess. Well, that's uh, it. that's why I did it, right? So yeah, um, I, I I don't I don't hate that. I think that's a yeah. that's one of those rarely seen um, equal on both sides trades. Well, I think for him he should be elated, and for me, I'm trying to save my season by taking McCaffrey on. Which you can. Last year, McCaffrey saved anybody who had him. He was he was all you needed to have. So, yep. I, I yeah, that's uh. He's Ladanian Tomlinson these days. Uh, but I'm also yeah. one in seven, so I mean, like, I'm one game ahead of Curtis and three ninety millionaires. So, you know what? People don't care enough about the consolation playoffs. <laughs> no, and it's <laughs> that's right. And yeah. you're welcome. You guys may be in the playoffs, and maybe I just helped you because McCaffrey won't be there. Likely. Well, I mean, you literally drafted my Homestead team, so I think it is hysterical that you are one and seven and I am five and three. No one knows. Careful, 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 Gertie. <laughs> it's, you're you're on the podcast of the three ninety millionaires, but Homestead is the farm league. It could filter down to find out that you don't care enough, and I mean, you could be in the main league but be cut from the farm league. You well, I'll be damned. The league I was told about the day before the draft, I can be cut from. You don't. This is what you. This is what you get for not caring that you're on a podcast with the two commissioners of the league you claim to not care about. Yeah. Well, if I would have known that, I wouldn't have said anything. Now would I? And by that I mean no Mike and I are commissioners. Were. Mike and I are technically co-commissioners, but I have done literally no work. We just thought up the league together. Oh. So you've done as much as Andre has done for this league. I now understand your role. Ooh. Why do you think I love Andre as commissioner so much? Well, Great point. He's a reflection of me. <laughs> when I, I look in this. the mirror. Uh, so you know who cares about 390 millionaires? The anonymous source. Doubtlessly, these riddles seem contrived, and the trade deadline has nearly arrived. So I will dumb things down quite a lot in order to give you morons a shot. <laughs> Brackets, Gertie. Remember... Jesus. Yeah. Remember That's I am rude. speaking offhand in saying my quarterbacks broke up the band and it's not necessarily based on scores claiming my receivers are superior to yours oh dang wow interesting okay good good riddle not andre yeah seriously not andre um the first, definitely the first, not a towel calling me a moron and then talking the, about how good The first four lines I completely get. Um, you know, the I'm assuming I'm not included in the morons part, so that 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 adds up. Um, but that's interesting. So, okay, now I just want to look at fantasy teams to see what if they're referencing. Well, quarterbacks broke up the band. Wait, quarterbacks broke up the band. 
The band. He a member of the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> that makes the most sense. I agree. What was sorry, like, Mike? I, I want to say it's Andre, but then again, he only really has one quarterback. So he said quarterbacks plural, and that kind of makes it more difficult. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's that's solid analysis. What was the second line, Mike? Sorry, we don't need to overanalyze this, but I just the last this... line. Sorry, the last two lines. And it's not necessarily based on our scores. Claiming my receivers are superior to yours. Oh, so... I feel like that must be such a giveaway. Well, I'm going to say it's Andre because Andre touts that he has such great wide receivers with uh, when he had Odell Beckham, DeAndre Hopkins, and then he had... But if he's still claiming that, then I guess it's also being senile. So maybe it can't be him. Who knows? But but maybe like are they have they been? Are you saying that because they've been doing badly? No, because he's saying he's claiming his wide receivers are better than yours, um, and he messages me quite frequently talking about how he has oh. good wide receivers. Oh, okay, right. And he purposely called me a moron. Which the thing, the like thing, the thing that's weird is saying saying focusing on the scores. Which I feel like well, must we be also a... did play last week. And oh oh shit! Okay, okay, won. okay. I did win. That, but that's the point. I think right. Gertie's that that Gertie makes a really good point that not it's not based on the scores because Gertie won, but Andre is saying that the wide receivers are better. Exactly. Hmm. And to be fair, like I had Ben DiNucci, who I thought would Ben to screw me, but. He didn't. <laughs> That uh, that pun uh, makes you makes me wonder if you might be the uh, source. Anyway, what I want to say is that um, now that I'm a guest here, I want to offer the theory that I've had from the very beginning that Mike is a charlatan and all he doesn't have a mystery source. It's just all him. Guys, I can't even make a fucking comparison to Superbad to anyone in the league. <laughs> The guy guy did freeze on a simple transition that we gave him. It wouldn't be a stretch for him to come up with. Yeah. Elaborate. Yeah. Yeah, Well, uh, normally I'm a listener. Um, Right now I'm a participant. Maybe I'll listen back to this and realize that I'm a fucking moron. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't really understand how this applies to Mike, but I just wanted to point out that no one suggested it yet. And I think that Mike is just bullshitting everybody. He's the source. <laughs> but I mean, now that I think about it, this week's clue is not add up. <laughs> that's a bit of regency I bias. Think... I also like on defending myself to possibly yeah. being the source, which I'm not, but <laughs> just trying to save my humanity, I guess, a little bit. Well, moving on, um, the source, which is not me or Andre, um, says, your source isn't going to bury the lead here. Danish has repeated, reportedly considered at least one offer that includes Christian McCaffrey. Everyone should know that the filthy lying hypocrite is looking for a top wide receiver and running back coming back. (laughs) All right. Nolan takes out an ad on Craigslist looking for people to trade with, and apparently people have been responding. At least he's having more success with this ad than the one he posted looking for a pair of balls. 
Wow. <laughs> Jesus. That's intriguing. Okay. I, I, I have not many questions, but please keep going. Like a bear walking from hibernation, Suds has been foraging wide receiver running back berries after spending all of his $69 on Nick Mullins. After a few long days of searching, he ended up taking what few berries were left in Curtis's barren berry batch. Very true. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I can, I can say that that is 100% accurate. I talked to a few mm-hmm. people. You can't trade with Hallwell. Trading is stupid, and no one could possibly even enter negotiations with him, let alone reach an agreement. There's no chance anyone in this league is skilled enough to pull off a deal with Holly, so don't even bother. That may be the truest words the source has spoken all year. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. For someone who talks about wanting to make a trade, there's been none completed with this individual. So that makes sense. I actually agree with the source, the source there. Yeah. Great job, not Andre. Multiple... <laughs> Subsources have informed the source that Jay was reaching out to many teams for a quarterback, finally pulling off a deal with Young Hallwell. An absolutely mind-blowing blockbuster trade if it had happened in 2017. (laughs) (laughs) What was the deal? I don't even remember. Nick Foles for Antonio Brown. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that adds up, actually. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's solid. (laughs) And lastly, Andre doesn't like that Stafford was added to the COVID list after a lackluster season so far. But for some reason, he is still convincing himself all he needs is another pass catcher. He is a self-deceiver looking for a receiver who is an overachiever because he's a disbeliever in his underachiever quarterback with a fever and needs a reliever. (laughs) What? Someone went on Thesaurus looking for a Taurus. <laughs> that you can now know that there's no risk on the source this. So he could make a chorus. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Now says you've now become complicit as the source. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you yeah, didn't think... by referencing Taurus? Touche. <laughs> Uh, to, no, I think bay. I think it's it's <laughs> and this podcast is four hours. Um, I, I think that Andre definitely has made himself known to be the source this week. I think there's there's plenty of giveaways. Um, I think just alone, his ego having to spend so much time on himself trying to make it known that he is not himself. Um, Did I you think just it, make it's a rhyme? The only, the only thing that the only thing is, and I think I think Andre might be the front runner, other than the fact that he's a smart guy. Really I've lived with, I lived with him a lot, and he's a smart guy, but he doesn't put this much effort into this kind of thing. But we also have to remember he's isolated alone on an island. The most exciting thing he does all day is take snapshots of his projector. <laughs> 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 that's a good point also yeah. you bring up a good point that he's isolated on his own and um uh his brother who, uh, who people might not know jason is the type of guy who could come up with this type of thing so maybe yeah, it's yeah. a it's a andre brother andre king and jason king sort of situation Ooh. um that 
that's an interest. I still think it's Mike. I'm I'm going to stand by that, but you make a good point, Gertie, that man, it could be Andre. It could be. Um, like this is a, we, we say that he, you know, he doesn't put this much effort into it, but like for the first time in a very long time, Andre is very aggressive in this place streets about wanting to play Madden constantly, which is very unlike him, which just shows how bored he is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. What's that sound? Yeah, I've been hearing that. Yeah. Oh, it's a fucking owl. Oh. <laughs> it is night. The sun went down like six hours ago. <laughs> In Calgary, that's at 2 p.m. Well, that's at 2 p.m. local time is when the sun goes down. That's true. Oh. Um, Mr. Pitchens right, so brought me some, uh, some mail. Let me just... Wow, he's just leaf through this. You know, I feel wow. like we need. What? I feel like we need like a Blues Clue song for the pigeon carrier. Like we just got a letter. 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 Wonder. The other one I think is pigeon dropped off a letter. Pigeon has a top hat. <laughs> pigeon dropped off a letter, and it was in the hat. <laughs> Pigeon, no pigeoning. Pigeon, no pigeoning. <laughs> guys, we need to get to the pigeon carrier. I'm hungry. God damn it. I love you guys. Nice but... to meet you, hungry. Nice. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. Pull it back in. So. Solid <laughs> oh, was... <laughs> very good. The first. You guys, you guys okay? <laughs> I, I'm only laughing because Gertie's laughing. I'm only laughing because Suds is laughing. Touche. Yeah, please keep going, sir. All right. The first note from Howell. Howell, like, what the fuck? You UPS Express, the pigeon carrier? You were just on the show like half an hour ago. And you sent in a goddamn pigeon question. You could have just addressed this when you're on the show. Anyways, I digress. What is the pigeon's name? <laughs> I think Jerry. 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 So, do you have any reason for that? I don't know. I, I think, like, I just, I don't know why I picture, like, George from Seinfeld going, like, Jerry! Jerry! And I, I just feel like that's the pigeon. How do you ask a pigeon his name? Like, do you send another pigeon to send him the question? Well, I, I mean, you if, you, pigeon, if you ask like, a pigeon his name, name, he's just going to go, <laughs> nah, That's fair. That's fair. Huh? <laughs> we should just name him Owl. Owl. Ooh, that could be it. Yeah, Owl. He might be offended by that, but that's okay. No, notice that I said we, as in, as I continue to do throughout this entire episode, just try and take over the podcast. Well, we did a fantastic decided, job of it. We might fire Jimmy, so... He's got oh, no. two families. No. I, I, I hate to break this to you, and uh, I think, I think Mike, you are already aware of this, but I've killed Jimmy. <laughs> well, I mean... I, I, no wonder he has not been shown up to work the last few weeks. Yeah. I mean, I saw I mean, we can... Sonic earlier, so I, I didn't open the trunk lately, but it did smell a little weird when I drove it to the mechanic. Mm. Yeah, I mean, but so don't worry. If we have time, I probably have the next four hours to discuss. Um, 
the pigeon's name and its whereabouts. So, Mike, you're 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 good, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm not hungry at all and haven't eaten dinner or anything. <laughs> so we can just keep discussing pigeons fucking. <laughs> well, we Mike. I mean, relax. We started this podcast on uh, West Coast time, so it's it's really only what seven o'clock oh, yeah, dinner yeah. time. Yeah, relax. Yeah, sorry. Um, second note here from Ladarius or whatever we said his name was. Um, Curtis writes, can anyone top Andre's performance on the pod last week? That's Um, interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, top is into a better job. I think anyone, uh, I think Jerry, the pigeon has done a better job in this podcast than Andre did last week. Um, or owl or Ladarius, whatever you're calling the fucking pigeon. Um, in terms of like topping the outlandishness, I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, like no. topping, topping, um, because it was, it was, uh, forgive me for saying this, but unique. Um, and, uh, I think you guys still pulled off the podcast <laughs> and that was a miracle. So I, maybe, yes. maybe I, I don't want to interpret Curtis's question. Sorry, was that from Curtis? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't want to interpret Curtis's question for him, but. Maybe his point is, how bad can it get where we no longer should have a podcast? Because you guys did a great job having it so bad, but still making a great podcast. Can it get worse and you guys still pull it off? And I don't think you can. I think, I don't think, even if you tried to do that podcast from last week again, I think you would have to be canceled and banned from um, Spotify. So. Agreed. Yeah. Just like the unreleased episode. Oh, that was good though, wasn't it? We're going to talk about that one. So, next question from Jerry. Neville writes in, Which are some of the players the host thinks started slow, but will finish hot in the last half of the season? Neville, we're not telling you which players you should try to trade for before the trade deadline. I actually, and the other thing I would say about that question is he's draw. He wants to draw our attention to something on his team. I don't know what it is mm-hmm. right now, but he wants us to be like, oh, you know, Neville has been doing so well, but that's even without uh, Duke make shit face having not reached his full potential yet. Uh, and I don't know. Oh, Jared Cook. Let's go with Jared Cook. Uh, so yeah, Neville. I think I think Jared Cook's gonna score thirty points per game. For the rest of the season. Oh, he's on your team? Wow, man. You're what? so talented. <laughs> AJ Green's only 94 years old and he's doing that well? Ooh, you should not get rid of him. <laughs> but if we we're going to take him seriously, I guess I'll, I'll, we should try to answer the question. Um, started. So here's what I think. Go I think he's trying to talk about Jonathan Taylor. I think that's what he's trying to angle for. Like he just wants affirmation that he has Jonathan Taylor, who's kind of hasn't had as good of a road lately, um, but could with a with a really easy back half of the year playing against some really weak red defense teams. I think that's what he was angling for. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, yeah. And I'll I'll uh, I'll um, steer away and just uh, try and take this and just think of a player generally um and i I, again a a little bit of my bias here i it was tough for me to trade hollywood brown um to curtis because i i just i think he's going to have a good end of the year you know he's he's a top two 
wide receiver for sure, but I think the number one wide receiver in a, in an offense that has underperformed so far on a team mm-hmm. that is going to be a contender forever. Um, so it was tough for me to trade Hollywood Brown. He's the first person that comes, that comes to mind. Um, it's, it's also tough with, um, with the amount of injuries, right? Because like you, you're the, the pool of players who you expect to do better is just cut in half. And it's basically like who is doing well right now is all that you kind of have left. So if I'm going to cheat on this question, I'll say Christian McCaffrey because mm-hmm. he's done nothing so far. Yeah, and I think he comes back and returns to what he, what he is, uh, returns to what he was last year um so yeah i, I, I mean, agree with that ig- ignoring ignoring our sarcasm in fa- in the face of dealing with neville um i think that that is a very good question and uh there's there's some interesting prospects and and christian mccaffrey i, I think is who i'll go with one nice. i have also been thinking about this is could come across as self-serving but one person i was excited about at the beginning of the year and i think has had a, a rough half but can't have a big second half is henry rubb I don't think the Raiders have figured out how to use him yet as a deep threat. And I think he's like the type of boomer blast similar to Hollywood Brown, who could have one of those games where it's just like a 50, 60 yard bomb every single game. Um, so he's someone that excites me as potential for big play. Yeah, it's a good call too. Yeah, for sure. Young guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with Jay's question, I actually think the most interesting question he asked um, was which manager would win in a prison brawl? Um, yeah. Like taking away the teams, I just think it'd be really funny. Um, uh, like to discuss who of all the game managers, the twelve managers, would be um, win in the is prison it, brawl. And I, I think there's a lot of angles we can take this. Well, you or is it like, like Patty Mac in there? <laughs> no. So, so I'm assuming I, I actually missed <laughs> no, this I mean, question like... in the chat. But you're saying that out of the 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 uh, owners in 390, who is the person, the owner of a team who is most likely to win or survive? Is that what you're saying? Well, Sorry. he said is I'd also be interested to hear which team the hosts think would come out on top in all-out brawl-style prison fight, or which manager in the same situation. He also said, "Oh, so it's kind of a two, it's a two-part overall question, I guess. team." Yeah, I just found it. Yeah, yeah. So overall team, but also manager as a second part of the question, I guess. Yeah, I think like if you think about best looking team, you probably just have to go whatever team Tom Brady's on, um, which works for Nolan, I guess. So probably best looking team in a way. I'm assuming that's the question. Best, best looking best. team? Because he said best looking team. I don't. I, I oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm just going through the. I, I'm assuming. Right I, you know what? I, you're right with with the Tom Brady of it all. That's who you got to go first. Um, but I will I will say, just um, of being a little biased because of my own personal fantasy team, that the combination of Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett is pretty gorgeous. You know, it's 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 like it's like a it's like a a fuck Mary Mary situation. Like DK Metcalf is just the guy who you see at a bar and you can't resist. Um, and then Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson are both just guys that you just want to settle down with. Um, so Tom Brady has it all, but uh, my instinct on quantity goes to Seahawks. That's fair. I, I will also, it pains me to continuously give Nolan kudos on this, but he also has um, Rodgers on his team. And, I mean, Rodgers' track record has shown he is, he's a good-looking man. That's yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Who is Sam Darnold? Because that is definitely last place. 
I feel like if he's even on a team still, that's impressive. He's I I I I, I want to uh, reiterate team. that that I lo- I love I love Sam Darnold. I think that wherever he is next year. Um, unless it's the Jets, he's going to do really well. He's going to be the next Ryan Tannehill. Um, we don't have to worry about that. But no matter if he's the greatest quarterback of all time, he is very ugly. Fair. How did um, he get mono? I don't know. It's a great question. <laughs> um, but I do like this this manager brawl question because I think you can take it two ways. Like if it's just an all out fight. Um, I feel like Studs would probably win. That's just my my take. If it's really? like just like pure, I think it's like I, mean, a pure I love Studs, but I don't think he's gonna win. I yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm I, I'm I, offended, but also agree with you. No, it's a good thing. Like if it's just an all-out fight, like I think you would hit the hardest and you would you would win. Like I would fully say that as a generous five foot six, that I would just quiver in a ball and walk and and just say I will mm. not win this fight. But if it's like the long game, there's where I think there's an interesting analysis, like the long game of like who would survive the prison system of like, you know, like trying to like start this small. No, it's just a brawl. It's just a brawl. No, no, I know it's a brawl, but now I'm thinking wider here because I want something. Yeah, yeah. So if we're talking, if we're talking brawl, there's a specific comparison that's coming to my head, and I think that um, I would be um, the district. 11 male tribute from the hunger games the guy who makes it to the top four but ends up losing to kato um the guy ruse guy um and then kato is obviously nolan he's he's destined to lose from the beginning because he's so evil um but he seems strong uh and then so we've got pita and katniss and i think that pita's really weak but just such a good person um, okay. that I'm going to give that to Jay that he wins just because he's a good person and then we've got Katniss who inevitably is the the winner and I'm going to give Katniss to Hallwell because Hallwell wow. um, really? Hallwell I've known my entire life and uh, and spoiler alert he is a good person and I hate him for that that's, that's the only thing I don't like about him is he's a good person um, but the other thing is he's incredibly strong and people don't realize it about him and he would totally fuck us all up and i hate the guy but that's a suds guarantee he would win the brawl no i'd fuck him up i'd fuck him up so hard <laughs> she was here wish she was here i'd go right out oh sorry S- sorry van pelt i forgot to include you in this analysis you know at the beginning when um they talk about how uh if you step off your um starting point too early then you just blow up and you don't even get involved you'd be one of those people <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Okay. I mean, I well, think we took a different stance with Prison Brawl between the Hunger Games, but I, I yeah, do appreciate I mean, I the analysis. I think a shank in and fucking shank all y'all, so. Um, well, I mean, I t- to be fair, Mike, Katniss has a bow, so I don't know how you're going to run at someone with a knife. Well, we're not in the fucking Hunger game. Games. We're in prison. God damn it. <laughs> Guys, try Gertie, to keep Gertie, this realistic. I... <laughs> okay, fine. Gertie, Gertie okay. I didn't include you either, and I'll, I'll give you some credit, and I'll say that you're Fox Face. You're the one who just kind of hides the entire time, savvy throughout it, doesn't end up winning, 
but no, but no. is a contender the entire time, um, yeah. and then ends up losing like because you you accidentally eat stolen berries that end up being poisonous. And that seems like me because honestly, when I see berries, the first thing I think about is mm, tummy. Um, <laughs> on the show. This is derailed. Jay wanted some real answers, and we just gave him like. Okay, but okay, okay. So let's let's go back to the prison. The prison brawl. You're the person who edits it. Just fucking deal with it. Yeah, like the prison brawl. Like, like the thing is with the prison brawl. Like, it's just literally like what all of us are just standing in the fucking kitchen punching each other. Like, why are we in a kitchen? It's a brawl. (laughs) Where else are you gonna do a kitchen? The cells are too small. You wanna you wanna fight in in the row. I don't know. Where, where do you want to fight? It's so Mike? random. Where, where there's like, <laughs> like the chef is serving shepherd's pie from behind the plexiglass, and we just start throwing bows. Like, I do love shepherd's pie. Yeah, yeah I, love I love shepherd's pie too. I'm not gonna fight. I'm just gonna eat the shepherd's pie. Or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what Foxface does. Fuck, uh, <laughs> it's poisoned. Well, you're fucked too, son. Because if you're eating the shepherd's pie, and I am. Oh, I am oh not eating myself to win. <laughs> well, Jay, I hope you got the answer you're looking for. Yeah. Um, I think we all. I think we all win. Yeah, we all won this. Oh uh, yeah, screw the capital. Screw the President most. Snow. It's Mike. Mike uh. gets to edit this. He gets to not eat for a lot, a little while now. Um, yeah. He just came back from a long trip. And how does he spend his time? With another three hours with us talking about Super Bad. So what's your favorite? Literally. Scene? What's what? I'm just delaying. I, I actually, I was, I, I think actually the opening scene when we we, we first like get to that. know Seth Rogen. Oh, it's uh, so sorry, good. So, uh, Jonah Jonah Hill, and he yeah, just yeah. keeps fucking talking and talking and talking about his uh, his porn preferences. That just really sets the pace for just this revolutionary comedy film. Do you think Superbad is better than this is the uh, this is the end? Because I think this yes. is the end. Actually, oh, no. I I go I go. This is the end. What? I think I, I think Superbad's more classic, but I think this is the end. Um, I I honestly die of laughter in that devil scene with Jonah Hill every single time. Oh my god. Oh it's really, the... Jay? Oh really? Really? You're gonna do it, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> Any more guest questions? Yeah, this has been great. The pigeon carrier's been here for 25 minutes. Whatever his name is, Jerry, or whatever the fuck happened during this whole segment. But we're going to call it a night. Um, Holo left a while ago, and the show degraded from there. And here we are. I don't know what you're going to do with this, Mike. This was fucking awful. Yeah, all this... No editing. We'll just go out. We'll go live. It's only almost two hours long, so don't worry about it. You need you do need to put a disclaimer, Mike. If I'm being honest, that you just at the beginning just need to be like, I decided not to edit this episode because I didn't want to be responsible for any of the content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Are you kidding me? He's gonna edit this. It's I mean, gonna end up being just, ten minutes. <laughs> I have fucking like sixteen hours of podcast to edit. At this point, so I'm not gonna go to bed tonight. I'm gonna get some coffee. I'm trying to finish my finish my job. I, I hope that you keep inviting me onto podcasts, but for your own sake, don't invite me onto two podcasts in one week. That's true. It's a common theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, well, with that, I guess we'll say see you, champs. Later, champs. See you, champs. Thanks so much. It was I. I had a real blast. I don't know what's gonna make it out of the. Stop podcast, extending. But... I need to fucking edit the goddamn episode. <laughs> and... I, had a, I had a lot of fun. Well, <laughs> god damn it. See you, champs. <laughs> Bye.